everybody. Uh, hello. Hello, John. Hello. Welcome to Plastic Climate Future. Future. Dot com. Boom. We're getting better. We're getting better. Yeah. We're getting better. Well, hey, tonight uh, is, is a good night here, here in Belgium. It's been actually a beautiful early fall day in Belgium. You know, if there's one thing I'd rather be doing than walking around outside in this beautiful weather, it would be here tonight with, with our guest and what we have to talk about tonight. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, today we're not alone, um, and it's a very special day because we have a very special guest, and it's Lola Ziggers. Lola. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Plastic Climate Future. <laughs> what an introduction. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. hi. Welcome. Um, actually, very cool that you found the time for us. And um, as you realized uh, by the amount of emails that we exchanged and uh, trying to find the right dates to meet, it was really important for us. And it was really cool to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> yeah. Happy to be here. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, as a preparation um, for today's podcast, I actually did some, some web search. But in, the, in, in fact, there is actually not so much information on the internet about you. Okay. So you, I, what I found is you have a cool Instagram account. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I also have one, uh, although I might be too old for having one already. But uh, <laughs> I actually realized that we have some common background setting uh, settings on some of the pictures from Berlin that you have there. Like oh yeah, Hon Honecker kiss. I have I have the same Honecker kiss and and uh, cool. some of the your your Berlin visit uh, pictures. Um, and apart from that, uh, what I know about you is that uh, Lola Segers was born in Antwerp, in Belgium, in two thousand and one. Um, and she has been a climate activist with You for Climate Belgium, and now I think you're a student mm -hmm. of biology in Brussels. Yeah, that's true. I actually stopped doing that because I wanted to go study medicine, but I was studying biology for a year. That's definitely true. You did your research correctly. <laughs> so wow. now, now you're studying medicine already? Or well, I'm going to, I'm actually going to take a gap off. here. I'm going to do some volunteering work abroad. And then next year I'm going to start medicine. Ah, okay, yes. cool, cool. Um, and what I would be interested in the first place um for those people who, who who ask themselves, who is Lola Segers? What, uh, what are you telling them? Or what would you tell them who you are? <laughs> Great question. I think my main title that I would put on myself is I'm a climate and human rights activist. And that's because I very much care about both the people around me as well as people who are not as privileged as I am. And I very much feel responsible for making a change in that. Um, so I'm trying to do that in everything in my life and also especially my free time I try to devote that to climate activism and um, yeah human rights activism as well so I think that's something that I find the most important about my personality and that I try to really put out there is as you saw on my Instagram obviously like that's a very important part of my life um, and on the other hand I'm also um, a queer person I have a girlfriend I um, am a very much a people person. I love my family, my friends. I try to spend enough time with them as well. I love traveling. 
Um, I also love studying. I'm actually someone who really enjoys being behind my books and mm. locking myself into a room for a month when it's the wow. exam period again. Wow. Um, so that's also a bit some other parts about me, ex except for my activism. But I think we're mainly here for my activism part. So wow. happy to talk a bit about that. <laughs> I, I have to say, Lola, I mean, and I mean this sincerely. Uh, I, I'm I'm the oldest one in the room here tonight, uh, or in the metaphorical room, so to speak. Uh, the, you have no idea, sincerely speaking, how much uh, hope <laughs> that gives that gives the older generations uh, that the, the, to know that there are people uh, of younger generations like you uh, that are who you are, how you are, how you're doing it. From everything you said, from A to Z. So, so thank you for that. I mean that sincerely, and. Uh, yeah, so that's a yeah, that's just really what I want to say. Go over, Matt. Take over. This was actually my my question to you, John. Like, I think after after this powerful statement um, from Lola, now I wanted to ask, why do you think it is so important to have people like uh, like Lola on the podcast on our podcast? Yeah, and I that's think why. you just said it. Yeah, yeah that's why you know, <laughs> and, and it's, indeed, it's uh, indeed, yeah, that is why you know that is why, and and. Uh, you know, if, if I could ask you a, a kind of a, the question that I've been dying to ask uh, since, since we, we talked first start talking about having this this conversation, you know, and that is, why do you do it? I mean, why do you do it? I mean, you're, you're, how old are you? 19 years old or 20? How 20. Old I'm 20. Uh, yes. You're 20 years old. And I mean, to have this focus and passion and discipline, et cetera. Why? Why do you do it? Why? I mean, and to ask it in a little bit uh, more cynical way from by some circles, not mine or our math, but, you know, why do you care? You know, why do you care? Well, that's a very good question. I think there's a huge answer on that. And I think mainly that is because, one, I care a lot about people and about mm -hmm. the future of humankind. And I think when we talk about climate change, it is really about the future that's ahead of us and that being in danger and mm -hmm. something that worries me that i'm frightened about that makes me anxious and yeah. i think the best way to act on that and to deal with those emotions is by actually acting and by doing something for it and on the other hand i also realize how privileged i am as a person i'm white i'm fairly wealthy i grew up in a very nice family i have the possibility to care and to act on those topics even though there's a lot of people out there who just don't have even the possibility or the choice to do something about it and I feel like the fact that I do have that choice I also want to take that choice and take it on also for those who don't like for example people we very much talk about people in the global south and people who are just a lot less privileged than I am and that are already seeing the consequences of climate change and I feel like I have the choice to do something on it. So I also want to do that. I have this huge sense of responsibility mm -hmm. that I just want to take on. And also I just, I am a lot of, like I do feel a lot of anxiety around this topic. And I feel like the best way to cope with it is by acting and by being surrounded by people who are also worried and also want to do something. And yeah, I think those are the two main reasons why, why I do what I do. Mm. Wow. And it, is this also the reason why you you joined you for climate or you already had these uh, feelings before and you already knew before that you want to do something and then you for climate came along and that's uh, that's how, why you joined? 
No, it really was. I So in Belgium, we organized the strikes beginning of 2019 and we did it for 20 weeks, bef- uh, like until the elections that were happening then back then in Belgium. And we did it for 20 weeks and I just joined the strikes each week. Um, but then it was coming to an end and I was like, oh my God, but I do not want this to end. Like I want to continue acting and continue having the feeling of doing something. So that's when I reached out to the movement like, hey, do you need help? Um, can I get involved? And that's how I actually got involved because before the climate strike started, I actually was barely aware of the climate topic. It was really because I saw all those people in the streets that I was like, wow, but there needs to be something going on. So I started Googling and I started informing myself. And that's when I actually got worried. I was like, okay, we really need to do something about it. Mm. Um, and that's how I actually got involved. So it was first climate movement and then the climate topic that got me worried. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really, that's so, that's so, uh, Interesting. I mean, for, for me, uh, Youth for Climate uh, impacted me without even knowing. When, when uh, in April 9, 2019, I was on vacation walking on a beach in Greece and came around and saw a pile of plastic waste. And what played in my head was, was all kinds of things, including these protests that were taking place in Brussels at the time. It impacted me to say, I want to do something too. So so good to hear that. And, and you, you, uh, you, you, it's clear your focus is, is yeah, on the present time, but uh, you're also looking towards the future and uh, what we can do uh, uh, in terms of, of real uh, making changes uh, moving forward. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think what keeps me motivated right now is the idea that there's already people suffering. That's why it keeps me motivated, that idea, because if it's a future thing, it's harder to be so worried, I would say. I also think, and that's a personal thing, I think there's many different opinions that this will not affect me yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe my children or my grandchildren, but probably I won't feel as much because I'm in Europe and I'm a privileged person. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, of course, I just want my children and my grandchildren, you know, if I have them, I don't know that yet. But I want them to also just have a safe future and take care of the people that are living on this planet. So it's a future thing, but also really something that's already happening now that I also want, want to always stress out of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, good. And do you have the feeling that something is already happening? Like, do you have, is this also part of your motivation that you say, well, now I didn't have anything to do with the climate uh, activism before the Youth for Climate movement, but now I joined it and then I I see that something, something I, I, I did something and, and I see that something is changing, which could, which sounds also like it could be a big motivation because you see that you can actually do something do you have this feeling at all yeah it goes a bit in waves there's moments where i feel really distressed and i feel like this is not helping at all and we're not moving forward or we're not at all moving fast enough but on other times i also think if i look at what people around me say if i look at how more often the topic is in the media how much more people talk about it how much more politicians bring up the topic and make it a statement in their leadership, I think you definitely see there's a difference. I also personally am doing an internship with the European Green Party at the moment. And how often those politicians refer to me saying like the climate strikes that Fridays for Future and Youth for Climate organized, they put so much pressure on the politicians, which helped us a lot to move forward. And that obviously like it gives a huge boost, like we're doing something, we're putting pressure and it's helping. So definitely Mm -hmm. that is something that also keeps me going. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's this is quite powerful in the end. Um, from my experience, it was similar when I was uh, because I I moved into the field of uh, sustainable materials and uh, was in the commodity industry where everything was about price <laughs> and trying to tell them that yeah there are other solutions which are more environmentally friendly and then uh, it was just yeah the, the people were laughing at me like yeah you will never reach the price and you will never get uh, applications with these solutions into the market so we just don't care about it and then suddenly also thanks to those uh, activities of of the youth also this this has even changed in the industry that people start taking it for serious and now suddenly yeah you become an expert just because you already <laughs> were dealing with these technologies years ago before anyone was taking mm. them seriously yeah but john i think when we were low less age uh, mm. we we cared more about we cared more partying, about going, yeah. going to parties. parties yeah, yeah i mean meeting well, actually, girls <laughs> i mean or just uh yeah i mean once again i keep coming back to the uh uh this this the the, the serious minded focus that, that this uh that that uh a, a large uh, percentage of this uh, population uh you, you, uh, of, of this generation of this uh, is, is is engaged in. Uh, it's really uh, encouraging, you know. I mean, good stuff. So, yeah. I mean, uh, as Matt said, I mean, uh, uh, when we were when we were young, we were we were not so so focused as, as you are. Um, and and uh, I, I want to ask. I mean, what was there a specific like? Let's use the word. I, I use the word epiphany. You know, uh, uh, was there a specific moment, something that triggered this? in you uh, i mean uh were you like uh, walking down the street and saw you know a plastic bottle on the side of the road and said damn it i'm going to do something about it i mean was there what what triggered this do you, can you can you put your finger on that or or was it this gradual were you just born with this yeah like i said before with me it was really because i saw those people on the street that i got worried because mm -hmm. i lived a bit of in my own beautiful bubble of the world is perfect and i'm living a beautiful life and nothing's going on until I saw those people and then I kind of realized it. But I think, for example, the when I hit my highest level of climate anxiety, when I was like, wow, this is really serious. I think it was both like before when I saw videos of the Amazon forest burning or um, when I saw how people were put out of their houses because floods were raising and they could just not live at their place anymore. But also, and I think that was for me a very, specific moment it was actually pretty recently with the floods in europe it was really mm, yeah. in belgium but also in germany and the netherlands yeah, i just didn't cool. think it was going to be so quickly so close to home mm -hmm. and that did worry me a lot because i thought it was going to stay away for a lot longer mm -hmm. in our regions and it just wasn't mm -hmm. and that was a moment where i was super worried and my climate anxiety was very much in my face at that moment yeah um mm. So yeah, it was not necessarily like when I saw a specific thing, but it was more, there were moments where I was like, wow, this is really, really serious. Okay. That's really, yeah, yeah, in, indeed. I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, I think uh, a lot of people have, uh, have this kind of experience, some, some, you know, uh, more dramatic than others, but, but it, it's, it's, it's just so, uh, evident, uh, self-evident. I think when you look at, at what's happening to the climate, Mm -hmm. and 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 uh all, all the yeah the impact that uh uh we humans are having on the climate you know uh, 
Um, yeah. you, you mentioned uh, this trip. I mean, I, I, you you were down in, in the flood zones uh, from from what happened uh, here here in, here in uh, Europe a couple of months back. Uh, and and also, I, uh, I I understand you were also was it last week or the week before in Milan? Yes, uh, correct. <laughs> this is like this this organized event for like the pre-COVID, right? And uh, is it true you you sat down with Greta Thunberg you, uh, and and talked with her uh, as well? Uh, I mean, uh, you are you, you young people are really organizing globally. It sounds to me, you know, you, yeah, you're focused in Belgium, but it, you guys are networked. To, to a broader network, you know, which is also, you know, so darn inspiring because uh, it, it, indeed uh, the, the, the problem is, is, is literally global. Uh, and, yeah, and, for sure. And the powers that are all engaged are, are, are huge powers. And so, so it needs you young people to, to organize globally. So tell me about that. Are you doing that? How are you doing that? Yeah, for sure. I think um, the movement in Belgium is called Youth for Climate. But the movement we're actually part of is Fridays for Future, which is a global movement. It's all over the world. It's not European. It's not one, one specific region. It's really all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, and we've also organized quite some international strikes. We've done some in Brussels already, where I met climate activists from all over the world. Um, I'm also very often in calls with people that are literally from everywhere, um, organizing general things that we want to do. For example, the global strikes, we do that every so many months that we strike all over the world all together just in our own countries um so i do have quite a network of different people around me that's also always nice you like meet each other at different places different events different conferences mm. you see each other again which is really nice yeah. um i've also met greta a couple of times i also know that's always a very interesting topic for people yeah i mean, well, um, I mean she is really i mean you know it's like uh, you know, she's like an icon. Yeah, of course I mean, she is. I mean, yes. as a compliment. So, so go on. Of course, sure. She's she's absolutely amazing. She started this whole thing, and she's doing an incredible job. She's extremely inspiring. Um, she's also a very specific person. Like it's not like talking to anyone else when you're talking to Greta. Mm -hmm. um, I very much look up to her. She's one of the people that I admire the most. She's very very great. Um, but it's all the activists that I've met are incredible. And it's nice to share things that we all, because every strike is different. Every movement in a country is different. And we very much learn from each other and try to build on creating this ideal movement. Because we have, the movement is very worldwide and there's lots of different people in there, which also creates a lot of different opinions, which we try to build into this one movement, which is extremely beautiful to be, to be part of. I am very grateful for that. Yeah, for its very global idea. Super. So, Matt, this is really super stuff. Yeah. Shall, shall we talk yeah. about uh, we talk about climate and yeah. future? Shall we talk about plastic? What do you say, sir? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I that's that's what I wanted to ask. Like, I mean, this is this is now all about climate. So, do you do you also involve or is plastic as a topic involved in all these discussions? Does it come along as a separate topic in in these meetings and? Uh, yeah, how? What is the, your personal attitude to it? Uh, is it just part of the problem, or is it a, a separate uh, part of the problem that has to be treated separately? Or how? Do, mm -hmm. How is your attitude to it, basically? Yeah, I think climate change has so many different topics. It's a, it's literally in everything we do, climate change is involved. And plastic is, of course, part of it. I do think that, and 
like plastic, you could see that as an environmental problem, but there's of course a lot of links to climate change. Um, like the less plastic we use, the less um, emissions we emit. So it's like everything is linked to each other. But I think in the Fridays for Future movement, which is the specific movement I that's I am in, that's different for other movements. But my movement is more focused on like the broader picture and not specifically the different topics. Mm -hmm. um, I think we are really looking for a system change, which is just a lot broader than just just a plastic topic, just this topic. It's really just the overall picture, I would say. Um, but of course, plastic is hugely linked to climate. And we all in our personal lives also try to minimize plastic because it's so linked. And we also, we've worked, I've done a couple of things with, for example, Dopper, which is a very nice company in Belgium and the Netherlands to try to also bring awareness about the plastic issue um, that I, I love their mindset and what they're doing. So it comes up in certain events and certain certain um, topics. For example, we also did something around oceans at some point, like we did an ocean strike a year ago. And obviously the climate topic, uh, the plastic topic is huge in that topic of oceans there's also other things but plastic is one of the main ones so there we focused a lot more on plastic than we usually do so yes it does come up but we in general focus a bit more on the broader picture i would say mm. yeah okay i mean um yeah Matt, no. <laughs> might, oh, do i go yeah yeah i'm just i'm thinking here uh, yeah i um yeah, I, indeed. Uh, um, looking at plastics, we, I mean, we have to talk about plastics a little bit because plastics is one third of our title. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I, I'm a plastics nerd. You know, I mean, believe it or not, I, I spent a, a large part of the past two two and a half years in my free time nerding out, trying to understand really, really uh, about the impact of plastics on the environment. Uh, the uh, value of plastics in certain cases uh and 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 how to move forward in a way that 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 uh, we, we we make things better uh and and so so uh, I'm, I'm a, a plastic nerd in in this sense you know uh and what i understand about plastic is is it's like if you if you uh look at uh you know how many barrels of oil were taken out of the earth uh, either subsea or or uh, from the from the earth itself, uh, the ground, whatever. Uh, one one barrel out of ten, uh, you can basically equate to going to the plastics industry, plastics production. So 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 that 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 kind of helps you get a scope of of how big the problem is in terms of carbon footprint, you know. Uh, but but I think why plastics also is so big as an issue in the environment is because it's so ubiquitous. You see it everywhere. You see plastic waste everywhere. So, so I mean, uh, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious uh, to, uh, uh, obviously, we're, we're plastic nerds. Uh, and when yeah. we talk about plastic, uh, what do you, tell me more about when you think about plastic, what you think about, and I got to be quiet here. Go ahead. But maybe first a, qu a question to the both of you, because if I said my answer that I just said, do you then, what, what do you think? Do you think that in the climate movement, because there's multiple, but like in the general climate movement, do you think that a plastic topic is often neglected a bit and not talked about enough? Or do you feel like it's a topic that's out there enough and brought enough to everyone's attention? That's something that I wonder from, from the two of you. Matt, go ahead. 
Um, I, I was actually, that's what I wanted to say before, but I was muted. Uh, I was very glad. <laughs> I was very glad that, uh, that you, you, you said that plastic is, is, is part of the problem, but it's not like the main part of climate change or, or such a, like, it's, it's a little environmental part, but the climate change is, is or maybe not little, but climate change is, is a much broader topic. Um, I, what I personally feel some, sometimes it's, there's like too much attention put on, on plastic itself um, as, as a cause of, of the, the, the climate change and uh, environmental problems. Um, and I think this is this is also our goal is to really bring a, a, a trustful and science-based discussion to the table about it, and then also um, you know open up the discussion between different stakeholders, uh, not only from from between different stakeholders in the industry and and uh, the the governments, but also in in the in the public. Um, yeah, I think I think it it's it has it gets enough attention, <laughs> but I think uh, from my point of view, it should get more attention on how we deal with plastic and uh, also um, how we deal with plastic waste and with waste in general, which is uh, something that I come from because I'm, I'm working a lot with with topics around circular economy, which is which is usually. Uh, about systems thinking and about systemic change, and I think this it, it it's not enough to just say like yeah we just ban plastic and then and then we're gonna wipe off uh, a big part of the problem that is causing climate change. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, good point, Matt. I mean, uh, and 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 Lola to 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 also to add to that, I, I, you mentioned earlier. Uh, when you talked about Fridays for Future movement, which uh, uh, let us have a, if you have a website or a way to connect to that, let us know, uh, let the podcast listeners know here. Uh, you, you, you said, you used the phrase uh, system change, which connects with what, what Matt teaches, you know, in circular economy, you know? Um, uh, and, and uh, you know, I, 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 what, what I'm interested in, 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 in pers- under, trying to explore, you know, is, is, um, well, let me just back up. You asked if, if on the one hand, uh, the, the overall climate movement, let's say this, climate activist movement, it says, okay, we have bigger fish to fry than, than, than the plastics industry as far as challenges, then, then I, 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 okay, cool with that. But, but you know, I, I would just, you know, from an old man to, to a young, brilliant climate activist, I'd say, uh, don't, don't let the industry off the hook. Uh, don't give them a pass uh, because you know uh, I, I come from the industry and and uh, and, and I, I we'll love to talk about you know uh, arguments on behalf of the industry that are not just communication arguments but real substantial arguments. Uh, but I think the way forward is 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 indeed this dialectic engagement uh, to to uh, say okay. Plastics has value. Explain it to me. Okay, exp- uh, here it is. Explained. Defended. Here's the science. Here's this. And and the other way around. Plastics are terrible. And it's like, okay, where's the report for that? You know, uh, let's let's engage back and forth. Uh, you know, if you know, to take it to uh, the 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 uh, extreme conclusion of like, you know, ban all plastics today. Well, then it's like, okay, good luck getting on your airplane because it's 
it's made of, you know, halfway made of plastic. So good luck. You know, you won't be flying for another hundred years, you know, uh, or, oh, well, they will just go sailing. Okay. Well, your boat's made of plastic too, <laughs> you know, et cetera. So anyway, that's, that's my feedback. Well, I think now it's a bad example if you if you if you talk about promoting flying to a climate activist. I think yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I just had the discussion. I've just had the discussion last weekend with a friend of mine who was who was who who was forced to fly to Portugal because that's where where we met because but there was no train connection. He's categorically says saying like yeah, what's what's the point? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think the 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 point that you made. And I think this is hopefully answering also your question is that, um, yeah, it's, it's not black and white. And uh, what's missing from our point of view um, is simply this discussion and bringing the people from these different stakeholder groups to one table and then have a very transparent discussion mm -hmm. on, on 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 the science but also on how we how we behave uh, using plastics at the moment what can be done better like even just just a simple recycling question like most people don't know how to properly recycle their their breakfast waste right because it's just there is not enough education and i think this mm -hmm. is This is what what went missing over the many many uh, decades before, and that's how we also kind of ended up with some, yeah, also mindsets uh, yeah. that that lack the knowledge, and then just follow some some uh, yeah some statements from 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 their parents <laughs> or. What, what, what do you uh, think, Lola? What do you think about all this? Yeah? What do you think about us talking? What we're saying? What, what's your, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think John, if you talked about this idea of we thinking we are have bigger fish to fry, I think it's more the idea that it's part of so much more the plastic mm -hmm. problem, and we very mm -hmm. often look at it from a bit further away, not the specific plastic problem, but more, for example, the idea that everything needs to become more circular. And that's not just plastic. That's also the fashion industry. That's mm. everything we do needs to stop being this one line to eternal growth. It need all, needs all to become more circular. And mm. I think plastic is actually a huge, beautiful example of this, that we think that it's normal that you go to the supermarket, you buy something in plastic, you go home five minutes later and it's in the trash can, mm. even though that is a resource that will stay on this planet for hundreds of years. Mm. And that resource actually needs to become something that we can re and reuse because it's still there. We just don't reuse it. And I think you obviously all know everything about it, but that's kind of what we think is so important about the plastic issue, yeah. but that goes a lot further than just plastic. It's also in the fashion industry, we throw away so much clothes because it's not nicely made or because we're bored of it after a while, even though that's not how this works anymore, because the amount of resources, the amount of, um, the amount of greenhouse gases that go into making these kind of things are just destroying the planet. So by reusing it, by making sure that everything we produce just lasts as longer, we can create a beautiful, more beautiful world. And that goes further than just plastic. But of course, plastic is the most beautiful example of this whole story. So I think that's more what we focus on than necessarily like making sure people use less plastic. We also think that something needs to go from like the higher hand, like politicians needs to make sure that it's easier to buy less plastic, even though I think at this moment they're doing a very shitty job. Like 
it's super hard to buy less plastic and to live a zero waste lifestyle. I've tried it. It's extremely hard, even though I've tried my very, very best. Mm. Um, so I think that's a bit my my take on the plastic topic, that it's more this circular idea than necessarily the plastic itself. Wow. That's really, really uh, interesting. I mean, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to say a, a couple of cents and let Matt, Matt talk over here because I think this perfectly connects with kind of where we're coming from. You know, I, I, I've mentioned my coming out of the industry, but I, I could not agree with you more on what you said about plastics, you know. Uh, uh, and uh, at the same time, uh, you know, uh, I, I think uh, to talk more about uh, over time, like, you know, the, 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 if I understand you clearly, I mean, um, it's all about buying into like, reduce so so minimize plastic it, it where i mean if you if you to the extent min, minimizing plastic means the choice the alternative choice that i make is better in terms of carbon footprint that's what you mean by minimizing plastic i think yeah definitely minimize it and then and then reuse it when you have it yeah so this the three r's and then recycle it once it uh, once it's uh, been reduced re, and then reused it gets a uh, recycle it uh, in ways that are are actually uh, lower carbon footprint alternatives than to taking that plastic and burning it or whatever, or, or, or making new plastic from fossil-based sources. And then, and, then, and then once the plastic does get to a state in the waste where its fate is going to incineration or something else, you find a way to bring it back in a, car, in a, in a way where you lower, have a low carbon footprint relative to fossil. Uh, and, and then, and then that's, I mean, that's how you set up an industry moving forward that, that uh, in a world moving forward, in my opinion, where, where you, you accommodate, yeah, there is a need for plastic in our daily lives, believe it or not, there is, but let's, how do we bring in the, the intelligence and the passion of you young people and smart people like Matt to, to make this happen? What do you think, Matt? I'm going to turn it over to you, sir. I think this is a question for Lola. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I would just add to this because I think this goes in the same direction. You said, uh, Lola, that you're focusing on on making things more and more circular, um, not only in the, in the in the plastic sector, but basically in fashion industry and all kind of different uh, consumers good sectors. Um, so when you say you focus your activities to make it more circular, like, is it, what are these activities or what, what do you do then? And is it something that could be maybe translated also um, very particular ways on, onto the, the, the plastic industry? Like, could we take some of your ideas that you now put on, on, in a broader sense to make, to, to, to instigate this system change? Um, and then really transfer it to the plastic industry and say, look, like these guys are already thinking way further. And now let's start with uh, with the plastic industry doing the same. Yeah, I think it's an extremely good question. But unfortunately, again, that's something that we don't necessarily focus on as a climate movement, because we think that those kind of questions and the practical ideas is more that we put to the scientists and to those in industries and the politicians. Um, one, because we're still super young and two, because I think that's their job. So they're supposed to do those kind of things. But I think it also translates the system change we are fighting for translates in all those things. When we say we want a system change that goes about this idea, letting go of this idea that 
it is normal to buy this plastic and then use it for five seconds and throw it away. That's a system that we now live in that we want to change up and and, and switch. And that's also with the capitalistic system that we think that eternal growth is the only way out and that it's the only right way to do it, even though we think there should be boundaries on this and industries and companies should be limited in this eternal growth because it's ruining the planet. And I think we don't focus on those specific ideas of changing it. We more focus on specific policies that are on industries. For example, if you want me to give an example, the cap industry, the common agriculture policies, um, is something that we very much uh, mobilized on and we worked on very long, which is um, a policy from the EU that is on agriculture. It has everything to do with agriculture and it's 30% of the entire EU budget for the next seven years, which is huge. But it's not at all what they're promising in the EU Green Deal and in all those beautiful policies. And that's also like agriculture. It's also something that needs to change specifically, like the way we do agriculture and this more local farming that indeed, for example, also plastic, it needs to be packed in plastic because it needs to fly all over the world in order to get to the people who will buy it. And if we produce more locally, we can make sure that less needs to be packed in plastic. So by focusing on bigger policies, we try to change the smaller things um, because we think it's more to other people to focus on the specific solutions. Sorry to disappoint you on that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's very good. Like, I mean, because this was the second question uh, following this one would, would have been. So what would you like guys like us, uh, scientists, yeah. industry, industry guys to, to, to do more so that we can actually accelerate this whole transformation, that we can actually accelerate... Uh, the system change. So are you, are you discussing also these kind of ideas like, yeah, we have to tell those old guys up there <laughs> that they should do this or this? Um, uh, do you, is it more something that, that should be done in a, in a collaborational manner, uh, sitting together at one table and having more communication between each other? Because I mean, for me, it's easy because I, as I said, I'm teaching at the, uh, at the university. My son is... Uh, 18 <laughs> so i have a connection and i know i know what's happening there but a lot of people don't have this opportunity like they don't teach at uh, young students they they just uh, live among the the same age people uh, for the next 20 years and i think this is uh that's why that's why it would be interesting to know like, like do you have some 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 specific ideas about how we could engage more and how we could uh, accelerate this transformation or wishes. <laughs> yeah. can, can I add to that? I mean, uh, this question that, that Matt's asking and just ask this question. I mean, uh, to the extent you look to, uh, to uh, I, I recognize you, you're looking at very broad and comprehensive approach, but, but to the extent you look at say industry and, and, and bring it to like, chemical industry or, you know, these industries of, of, the, of the like of chemical industry, including plastics. I mean, do, do, you, do you have any, do you think that you're at all being listened to? Do you think you're being ignored? You think you're being, uh, you know, played, uh, not by us, but, but, but by the industries? I mean, how, what do you think about that? And then come back to Matt, what he said too. Yeah. I actually very much think so. I think very often industries and companies 
start using greenwashing in order to continue doing what they're doing and trying to act like they're also moving forward and listening to what science and politicians and young people are telling them, mm-hmm. but actually doing kind of the opposite and just continue doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that is extremely frustrating because greenwashing makes it even worse. I'd rather have you do nothing than greenwashing stuff. Um, and I think that is extremely frustrating because obviously when you are in an industry or a company, the only thing very often is thought about is making profit and making sure that your business is booming and that it's growing and that it can continue doing what it's doing. But in our mindset, those companies can actually not longer exist with this same mindset in the, in the, in the world of, in the, sorry, in the world of tomorrow or in tomorrow's mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to, to tell that to those industries and to our politicians, like it is the role. And I think also that's why, we cannot really expect that from industries or companies because that's what they live from. That's how they work. That's how they've been working ever since they existed. So it's really up to those politicians and the people that have the, the lead in this and that can actually change something to put this on industries and tell them there is something more beautiful waiting for you. There's something that makes you happier and that will make you live in a better world. But that's not something that can come originally from these industries because that's not how they think. That's not what they're working on. So it's up to those politicians to tell them, here is the boundary. You don't go further than this and this and this is why. Because we cannot expect that to happen from the industries itself. Obviously, there's beautiful um, examples of industries who are doing that but i don't think that's going to work on a larger scale mm-hmm. so i do put it on politicians again that it's their job to put the limits and to say here and not further mm-hmm. but maybe i can ask you the same question do you think do you have an idea of what you need or what those industries would need in order to make a change or to adapt on how the world is changing what do you think? Yeah, they need to they need to listen to class, plastic climate future because <laughs> you just <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, Good but point. you just confirmed it. Like I think this was now the, the confirmation also of, of our uh idea to you know f- drive this engagement because when you talk to to uh, to 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 the industry, they say, Well, those kids they don't understand how it works, we cannot change it, we mm-hmm. have to figure so and so many people but now you're just sitting here and saying like actually yeah we do understand that you cannot change it but we have to change it anyway so we have to sit all together and we have this motivation that we bring in and we can actually have a stronger power also towards politics if we work together in this yeah and i think this is this is from my point personal point of view also what's missing like i talked with my parents i talk with with uh people from other generations and there are so many different opinions and so many sometimes misleading thoughts and and also like people mistrust each other on on a generational basis and i think this is something that that is is well from from my point of view now focused on on circular economy around plastics and materials but i think in in all these climate uh topics this is something that uh that 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 could be a strategy is 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 to bring them all these stakeholders to one table because there are these (laughs) generational gaps which are not filled with Mm -hmm. with any connections but it's changing like i must say it's, it's definitely changing i mean even even what we're doing here now i i i wouldn't have imagined five years ago that i would uh, think about <laughs> trying yeah. to 
to bring these different stakeholders together, right? Yeah, yeah if I, I mean, uh, what, what, I, what I, if I can add quickly to this, Lola and, and Matt, um, uh, I hear what you say, Lola, when you say that the you know, industry can't change it, you know, they can't, this is not what they do or see, uh, to paraphrase. What I, what I would say to that is, is a, a little inkling of hope is, is that uh, inside the industry, uh, you know, as you know, I'm sure you know, it's made up uh, at the end of the day of, of real of just people. You know, you have you have people that are you know uh, having responsibilities for businesses. You know that are indeed selling plastics and da da da. You know, but but they're but they're living the same life as anyone else in a certain sense, meaning that you know the certain basic sense. You know, and and and, and to the extent that. Matt and I, we talk about the bridge. We want to make the bridge from from you know a nerd industrial guy like me and uh, and 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 Matt with his 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 background, all the way across to 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 also a nerd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you young people out there that are you know, she's not a nerd. Uh, you know, um, I kind of am, John. I admitted. Uh, well, good. Well, we're all nerds. That's great. We're all nerds. See, see, cool. Let's let's do this. You know, it's like you know we can find a way to do this. Like it's like. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I put on, you know, I used to put on a hard hat and go into a chemical plant when I was younger. But you know, you know, I've I've also done this too. So so I mean, you know, we're just normal people. You know? So so we can find a way. Uh, and it, it it takes time, but you know, uh, one strategy is to cultivate people that go into industry uh, that that have have a similar mindset. That everything you just said. Uh, and also have a grasp on the technology that they have in their hands to make it better, you know. So, so anyway, that's, that's. But I think if I had as much hope and promise as you now put it on this topic, I yeah. think it would have already changed way more. And I feel like there's also so many people who still believe very much in this system and just want the best for themselves, which is also completely okay. Like we grew up in the world where yeah. it is what we just want the best for ourselves, and it's disguise the limit that's the idea that many people grew up in and i grew up in a different world than that like it, there's no it's not this idea of the sky's limit there's a very clear limit and you don't go further than that oh. and i think if i had more faith in those individual people making an actual change i think it would actually already have happened and i think it's there's definitely people out there industry that want the best like in this industry that want the best and are really trying to make a change, but it's just going too slowly. Mm -hmm. And there's Good just point. no time that we have for that to wait on those individuals to make that change. And that's why I am putting it on politicians because they can make rapid change. And mm -hmm. that's why I really press so much on that. Like we don't have as much time anymore. So we need to make this quick and easy. And the easiest way I think is via politics to put that on those industries to make them very much needed to change that. That is... Mm -hmm needed mm, mm, mm. yeah very cool yeah i think i think that's a the wonderful conclusion also yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but we have we have one last question for you lola um shoot we're, because we're not we're not just chemistry nerds um uh, we're also a bit of music nerds um and uh, i thought we we want to establish a tradition uh in this podcast and and always ask our guests uh at the end the same question yeah is there a song or two that you would like to share with us that in your eyes connects with with our mission so with good faith trust and future yeah because we're gonna we're gonna make a playlist on spotify or somewhere yeah. 
like yeah. if it's, if it's not we're not gonna make it onto Spotify. We're just we're gonna make a playlist in on the website, yeah. and then we're gonna collect all these songs from from our guests. Is there something that we could put on? Yeah, that's a very nice question. Um, I think there's two two ones that really popped into my mind, mm -hmm. um, and we always play those on the climate strikes. We have this very specific Lovely. playlist that we play on our climate marches, and there's two that I very much like. One is um, Believer from Imagine Dragons, mm -hmm. which is one that I very much love, as well as The Kids Are Coming from Tones and I. And especially that last one, when you play that on the streets on a Friday, when there's thousands of young people behind you, it's the best vibe ever. Because um, they, they really say the kids are coming. <laughs> so um, that's that's very much one of my favorites. Super, super stuff. Lovely. Uh, that's really cool. Oh, well, uh, then Lola, thank you so much for being yeah. with us today. And thank it you. was so inspiring. Um, and I yeah. think we had, well, we the, the discussion was better than we we, we expected. Um, and, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And definitely now with uh, COP26, uh, th there will be a lot of new things coming up. So um, we will be following uh the, the the activities around Fridays for Future and and of course yeah. your activities so maybe yeah. we can invite you soon again and uh, see how things have changed after a couple of months mm -hmm. from from this discussion. So yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. Well, that sense. Yeah. yeah. I, go ahead. Good luck, yeah. and um, I, I I hope we're gonna talk soon. No. John. Yeah, thank you very much for this very interesting conversation. It was um, very nice to be here and to meet you both. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much, Lola. And uh, yeah, indeed, uh, just to echo what Matt said, we're, it's, it's been a great delight. So thank you very much and until next time. Yes. Yeah.